Welcome to Locked On 49ers Friday Morning Pod. You know what we do on Fridays, getting you ready for Sunday's game, the keys to victory against those Seattle Seahawks in Week 13, right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you once again at B Peacock on Twitter. You know me, football analyst. You might have seen some of my work in the past. Croc, former champion. You got your ring, Croc? Former AFL champion, NFL player as well, defensive back. You can see one of his jerseys back there, which is the San Jose Sabercats. If you happen to be catching this pod on YouTube, we're talking about a champion. Look at that ring. Look at that rock. The Croc rock. I love it. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we get to keys to victory for week 13 on today's show and the injury report and what this game is going to start looking like for those San Francisco 49ers, I want to shout out all the listeners, Croc, all the brand new subscribers on our YouTube channel. Hello to everybody who's watching us on the tube and everybody listening in their car, on Spotify. We saw a ton of Spotify raps and people. Sh- I mean, that was unbelievable, cool. right, Croc? All the hours. That was and, cool. All the hours and episodes folks are listening to and seeing us up there in their top five or their number one podcast. Number they listen one? To Most of them? There was a ton of number ones, man. Like, Locked yeah. Up 49ers was up there in a lot of one spots, a lot of one holes, which I loved seeing there. So shout out to everybody. Uh, a couple, actually. Let's see if. Um, I have these up here. Yes, I do have these up here. By the way, global, right, Croc? We're global here. Shout out to the entire country of Germany and specifically Leo from Munich. He said, hey, guys, I'm curious if anyone has heard more minutes than I have. Let's get the winner a guest appearance, huh? Love the pod. Keep up the great work. Greetings from Munich, Germany. Appreciate the shout out, Leo. You're his number one pod for the year. He listened to 160 episodes and 6,440 minutes wow. of Locked On 49 That's got to be the most. Here's That's the thing. That's got to be the most asshole. Not only was Leo, I mean, he threw it out. He threw it out there. He threw it down. He said, who can come beat me? Not only was Leo not the number one as far as minutes goes from all of our listeners that I've heard from before, by the way, at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, if you got more minutes than Leo, I want to hear about it. He wasn't even... The, the, he wasn't even the person that listened the most in Germany. Croc. Wow. Did you see this one? Hold on. Oh, no. Now I lost it. Don't tell me I lost it. I got to find it here. Okay. It was. Oh, no. Yes. Here we go. Cheers from Leipzig. This is 410 Niner. He listened to 7,045 minutes and 191 episodes of Locked On 49ers. So wow. strong support from Germany. That is fantastic. I love it. You know we're big in the States, too, but uh, I, I really get excited when I hear about people globally in other countries listening to Locked On 49ers, man. It's fantastic. Shout out to the German homies. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Um, Crocky, here's the other one. We, we, we got to keep this thing rolling. We're, we're coming up on 3 million downloads. Not this wow. is not counting the YouTube stuff, just the audio side of the podcast. We're kind of up on three million downloads for the year. We're at about two seventy five right now. I think we can hit three million, but we got to stay strong through the year. We've got about three weeks left. We've got about twenty maybe podcasts before the year is done. 
I think we can do it, but we got to stay strong here with our numbers and get to that 3 million number because that's a huge benchmark for us. We'll be a new record for Locked On 49ers, and I appreciate you jumping on this year with me, Croc, and help making that happen. Well, I think that the what you know really helps is the 49ers winning probably even more so than me being on here because we've seen a little dip in the numbers when the 49ers are losing winning streak is happening numbers are going right back up so keep winning 49ers and we may just hit that number yes absolutely it's funny one of the the listeners hollered at me on twitter and said that he could hear in my voice the pain of the 49ers winning he says because it's good for business if i'm being negative and I'm hunting for clicks or something like that, that's not the case at all. Like, it's better for us when the 49ers are winning. So uh, I don't know what you (laughs) sensed. I don't know what you sensed from me, but it is definitely better for us when the 49ers are winning, and it's a lot more fun to talk about a winning football team and some positive things that are going on with the team and and, um, and watching good play every week. That's much better than than finding bad things to talk about, even though sometimes in, in, you know, the early part of the season, some of the bad things about the 49ers was slapping us right in the face it's it's like diamante says on twitter he said if you ain't listening to at bd peacock and at eric underscore crocker you got to get it together and i'm with you man. oh get it together appreciate all the support out there from all the listeners on youtube and spotify and if you're listening on apple look we got even more listeners on apple than spotify they don't do the wrapped thing so i don't think we'll see any of those numbers and know exactly how many episodes and how many hours people are spending out there but uh (laughs) they're out there and and we know you and we appreciate you Elijah Mitchell, how about this? How often can you remember, Croc, that a rookie got a veteran rest day? That's what Elijah Mitchell got after some uh, heavy carries recently. He got the day off Wednesday, and he returned to practice Thursday back with the team. But, I mean, that's that's big. He's getting the veteran treatment as a rookie. Like He is in fully entrenched as the dude at running back. Well, he, he needs it. He's had over 50 carries in the last two games. So, yeah, get him get him that rest for sure. Not surprising, not practicing uh, was Debo Samuel with the groin. Um, Marcel Harrison, concussion protocol. They were working a little bit on the side, but they were not practicing. D Ford just not around at all. And I believe it's the Atlanta game because they opened D Ford's practice window off of IR and you have three weeks to join the team after that or 21 days. So he's got a couple more weeks, maybe uh, 10 days or so left. It's before that Atlanta game. If he's not activated, then he's going to be out for the year. So it's not great news that D Ford's still not able to practice. He wasn't even working on the side, not at practice at all. But here's a big one. This one from Cam Inman and, and most of the 49ers beat writers of practice were we're noting this linebacker Fred Warner, who looked like early in the week, he was flat out just not going to play. He was running on the side with jersey and helmet on, looking like he doesn't want to miss a game for the first time in his career. I forgot that he hadn't even missed a game ever in his career so far. He's been an Iron Man. Maybe Fred Warner will make an appearance in this football game. But if you listen to this podcast a little bit later, when we get to the keys to victory, linebacker is definitely one of those. And look, if yeah. Fred Warner can play, that'll be huge for the 49ers against the Seahawks. You need him. I mean, he's he's the green dot on the defense. And if he's not going, I believe I heard Kyle Shanahan, you know, talk, talk, you know, some say some good things about Aziz. Shire. So, uh, but nah, man, we don't want it to get to that point. We want Fred Warner out there flying around. I think just the energy he brings more than anything, you know? Yeah, he, you know, he, Fred Warner, obviously he's a good football player, you know, all pro Fred. 
but it's that energy, like just the excitement, you know, when he makes tackles, gets in guys' faces, you know, there's that kind of famous clip of him kind of getting in Aaron Rodgers' face. You know, I just, I like the way he carries himself on the football field. Reminds me of me, but just like a good version. So uh, (laughs) he needs to be out there. (laughs) Dude, I don't see any rings on his finger. That's right. Definitely probably didn't get one at BYU. There was some other veteran days off this week of practice, so that's nothing of note. Uh, Guys like Trent Williams and Nick Bosa and Alex Mack. Um, Jermichael Hasty though, limited at practice. Looks like he might be coming back possibly from his ankle this week. And uh, Trey Sermon, not practicing. He might go on IR. We knew that already. And Dre Greenlaw is the other one dealing with his growing injury. Left the game last week after coming back from IR. He still has not practiced yet this week either. But there's still one more practice to go Friday, and some of those folks that haven't practiced yet could get back on the field. But as of now, that's how the injury report looks for the 49ers at those Seattle Seahawks. Keys to victory coming up. And one particular player that Croc and I want to shout out for his play so far this year next. But first, I want to let the listeners know about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, especially this podcast. We just talked about all the people that are listening to this podcast. I hope their brains are filled. When you switch to Boost Mobile, you get the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone. So you can listen to all the podcasts you want in all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. I don't think I even have 5G, Croc. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile, free phone to new customers and one per line additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Yep, I'm talking about Built Bar, or even better than a candy bar, in my opinion. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich, decadent flavors, covered in 100% legitimate, real, and delicious chocolate, and amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low net carbs, and low fat, but high in protein. They will keep you full, they will keep you full, and they will taste delicious and make you feel healthy while you're doing it. So you get the best of both worlds. So many flavors, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, mint brownie, and some extra new flavors for the holiday season. So go to Built.com and find out what those new flavors are. Get a mixed box of Built Bars if you're not sure what flavor you want, and you can give the gift of Built Bar. Give the gift of extra healthy and delicious fuel to someone you know that might want to use it. Want to want to cozy up with something warm? How about this? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa or coffee. Let it melt a little. Give your beverage a little bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand for that melty, delicious chocolate. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com croc let's talk about emmanuel mosley 
Let's talk about it. I was going to save him for our keys to victory, but I think he needs his own separate little segment here because of how good he's played this year. And it's worth the price of admission, right? DK Metcalf versus Emmanuel Mosley. I love that matchup. They've gone toe-to-toe a few times, and uh, each has won a little bit, I think. But Emmanuel Mosley's played fantastic this year. I was looking at his PFF grades. I I don't think he's got uh, as high as a grade from PFF that I would have expected. I'm going to go through some of his numbers here, but you had a stat that really displays a little bit more, right, what what Emmanuel Mosley has done so far this year. Yeah, uh, here we go. Coverage snaps, uh, or not coverage snaps, it was targets, right? He Emmanuel yeah. Mosley has given up zero touchdowns on 51 targets this season. That is second only to Tredavious White, who has given up zero uh, touchdowns on 64 targets. So now, I think his PFF is kind of, they're kind of contradicting that a little bit, right? They're saying he gave up a touchdown against the Vikings. We can't figure out when that touchdown happened. In the Vikings game, they did credit him with the first touchdown in coverage. But the only two touchdown passes in that game were to Adam Thielen. And I would credit Jimmy Ward and Hufanga with those touchdowns if I had to attach one defender to it. Hufanga was in a terrible spot coming across the field. I have a feeling it might be that play because maybe, and I'm trying to think who the defenders were that were trailing underneath with the receivers because they were they were running crossers on that one. Maybe that's the one they're trying to give to. Emmanuel Mosley, was he supposed to carry the receiver all the way across the field on that? I don't know. But the other one definitely wasn't on on Mosley. That was, you know, zone uh that was Jimmy Ward zoned up in the middle of the field in the end zone when I think Thielen that's why that players touchdown. get so upset with PFF. Right? Because they're like, dude, how are you? You don't even know my responsibilities. I stay away from that. People notice on Twitter, I give a lot of, you know, uh, you know, I I'll talk about you know, positional play, receivers, defensive backs. But I stay away from talking about exactly what someone's supposed to do because you never know. And even if you think you do, right, even if it's something that you're familiar with and it's like, hey, this guy's supposed to do that, you don't know if the coaches in the meetings or the players said, hey, if we get this look, I know we're supposed to do X, Y, Z, but do this instead on this play. And it could, you know, very well look like you're doing the wrong play, but, you know, no, you're doing what you went over with your either your your teammates or your coaches. So I stay away from like the criticism of like certain concepts. And Mosley still has a pretty good grade for PFF, but I thought he was going to be up in the top 10 corners in the league and he wasn't quite as high as I thought. Uh, he's And he's still got good numbers here. He's only, uh, according to PFF, they've got 49 targets instead of the 51 targets that we've seen quoted elsewhere. Uh, and receivers catching 57.1% of their receptions on that so 28 catches on 49 targets um a long of 33 he leads the team in pass breakups he's got eight pass breakups on the year so uh, to me Emmanuel Mosley's just flat out balling out and playing really good ball and I don't think the statistics could really even bear it out because um to me if you're playing against the 49ers go to the other side because that's how good Emmanuel Mosley's playing I think the worst play he's made all year is probably that pass interference in the end zone against the Colts right that's really the only play I can look at and say that was a bad play from Emmanuel Mosley and I know you've kind of defended him on that one but that's it like no he's he's been pretty darn good I didn't really defend him on that like he was wrong he just bear hugged him I my my defense was you know, they have poor footing out there. You know, the weather was bad. The field was probably a little, you know, tough out there. And I think from that standpoint, you know, it's just a, you know, a little, 
a little more difficult to kind of cover, and he very well could just lost his footing, and that made him kind of just grab, kind of panic a little bit. Oh, I'm slipping a little bit. Even if we don't see the slip, there could have been a slight, like, lost his footing, grabbed the guy, and that's what it looked like. But, you know, I, I think I said because a lot of people are like, oh, Emmanuel Mosley never gets his head around. I'm like, dude, I've seen him use that same exact technique, look through the receiver, play chest to chest, and make plays on the ball plenty of times. One of my keys to victory was Mosley versus DK. How do you like that matchup for Mosley? What have you seen in those matchups in the past, Krupp? Well, in the past, I think it's, I don't want to say it's going to Mosley's favor, but it's more, I think it would, yeah, favor him a little bit more than DK Metcalf. He's done a, a very good job on him, uh, whether it's intermediate routes or vertically pushing routes. He's done a really good job. Uh, tough thing with DK is at any time he can get you, but it hasn't really been the case against Mosley, and I think right now it really benefits Mosley because of how the lack of DK's usage. You know, he didn't see a target until late in the fourth quarter against the Washington football team. That is not ideal, uh, you know, or it is more ideal if they continue to kind of go away from him, but there's just no rhythm. And it sounds like this is something that's been happening ever since Russell Wilson came back from the finger injury. I feel like if DK is going to eat against somebody, it's probably going to be Norman on the other side. And um, he, according to PFF, his passer rating against is like 126.3, which is not great. He, he's had a bunch of penalties. He has been punching the ball out, which is, you know, which is a nice bonus. Um, but does that match up on the other side where you a little bit crock with Norman and DK Metcalf or, <laughs> and Tyler Lockett too? Cause he's a really good receiver. Like and yeah. they haven't been utilized recently, which is you hope the trend continues, but I'm I'm worried that this could be a week where one of those guys breaks out, and I feel like just the physicality of Norman and DK, I think that could be an explosive matchup, and and, and one that maybe um, you, you should get your popcorn ready because there might be either you know a, a lot of talk, and we've seen DK get get a little um, get a little irritated recently, a lot of talk, maybe a lot of explosive plays, maybe an explosive play the other way for the 49ers. I don't know. Yeah, well. I think Norman versus anyone, you know, it scares me a little bit, right? Now I'm not like the 49er <laughs> fan base that's panicking every time, you know, with Josh Norman out there. I just know, you know he's just limited with speed and at any time somebody can get him. I don't think he's played terrible. Well, I mean, except for the passer rating against him. That's not good. But I don't think he's been like terrible on a play-to-play basis. But at any time, his lack of speed, him being older, a little longer in the two, you know, that, that can affect him. So – yeah, you know, I'm worried from that standpoint, especially against a Seahawks team that, you know, definitely wants to throw the ball downfield. We saw them throw the ball downfield several times uh, against the Washington football team to uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. He's kind of the forgotten man in this offense, but he's been the most productive receiver. You don't want this to be the get well game. Uh, more on that with the keys to victory coming up. Uh, one last note here when it comes to the defensive backfield. I feel like we need to give just a little bit of love real quick to Jimmy Ward and, and Kwaski T too, especially Jimmy yeah. Ward since we're talking DBs. And, and, and I think just having Tart and Ward back there, having the two veterans starting, I think that helps everybody out. I think that helps the front seven out. I think it helps the corners out. And I think it just settles everything down. Have you noticed that as well? Definitely. I mean, they're good safeties. They're veterans. And they've, I mean, these are guys, talk about having a rapport. They, they play high school football together. You know, so this is going way back, just understanding how to communicate with one another. They played their entire NFL career with each other. 
it feels like they're almost injured at the same time. It's just you might they might as well be twins. But <laughs> you know, just having those guys back there, seasoned vets, they've seen everything. And you know, I think because of how long they've been a part of the 49ers, I don't know. I think we kind of forget that. But these are guys that are approaching 30 years old. And you know, that's a little long in, in their career, but having them back there, I think it makes all the difference in the world. I think having Ward that allows them to kind of free up Hufunga and let him do his thing out there in space and kind of read and react. I, I really like the dynamic they have with really not just Ward and Tart, as you mentioned, but Hufunga as well. And how having those other two guys allows them to play Hufunga. I really like it. All right, more keys to victory for the 49ers to beat those Seahawks coming up. And, of course, you can bet on that football game. Niners favored on the road in Seattle at betonline.ag. It remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. BetOnline has you covered for more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. So head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. Not just football. You've got basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season and those futures into the 2022 season. Here's some bets you can make at Bet Online. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones, Micah Parsons, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Trey Lance, unfortunately, not in the running right now for Offensive Rookie of the Year. We may not see him again the rest of the season. Will the Lions go 0-16-1? You can bet on that. You can bet on Matthew Stafford throwing a pick six for the fourth straight game, or you can bet on Jonathan Taylor getting a touchdown for the tenth straight game. A ton of lines, a ton of props at Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Cocky, it's keys to victory time. We talked about the defensive backfield. I think we got to go to linebacker. Now, this news about Fred Warner. And look, he, he can want to play all day. If he's not physically able to, he's not going to be able to play. And the trainers will hold him out. The fact that he's got his helmet and his, his uniform on, he's running on the sideline with vigor. I love hearing that. And you know he's the type of guy, you know, a little bit like DeForest Buckner, you know, leader of the defense. You can always count on him to be there and play. And I think that was so important in DeForest Buckner that they lost. And it might even be a bigger subtraction than we realize having Fred Warner not out there if he's not able to play. And as of now, I still expect that he he won't play, but hopefully he surprises us and he's out there. Aziz Alshair, he's been awesome for the 49ers. He'll be manning middle linebacker for the 49ers. I believe in his ability. I think he's a really good player. But after that, it starts to worry me a little bit. No Greenlaw. No Marcel Harris. You've got uh, Demetrius Flanagan Foles out there. He's a pretty athletic linebacker. You know, is he a starting caliber guy? I don't know. Is is that a place the, the Seahawks could really go after the 49ers. Maybe Hufanga. We talked about Hufanga maybe being a future linebacker post-draft. He's looked pretty good at safety. He's really good with the ball in front of him, and when he's in the box as a safety, he fires off you know, like a linebacker. I think you could use him in a, in a similar fashion to how the, the Seahawks use Jamal Adams, sort of like a quasi-linebacker a lot of times. So maybe that's a way that the 49ers try to help out their linebacker group. I don't even know who the third linebacker would be. Both of those, remember there was, um, it was Justin Hilliard from Ohio State and Elijah, uh, Elijah, no, not Elijah Mitchell, not Elijah Moore, Elijah something else with an M 
from nah, Kansas Elijah State. Molden. Und, und, <laughs> yeah, the, undrafted free agent from Washington. For, 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 I remember that corner. Um, who was the undrafted free agent linebacker? Anyway, he's not on the 49ers anymore. I don't think those guys are even on the practice squad. Is there a linebacker on the practice squad they can call up? Like, who who's going to play know. linebacker? If they go out there with three backers, who are they even going to be? Because they don't have three backers right now. Well, they're not going to go out there with three backers, and hopefully nobody else goes down. I think what you probably have to do is just play more nickel, and that's what they did last game. They just resorted to playing more nickel. You have Kawan Williams. He's a stud. He's in there. He's physical. Maybe you have a big nickel package where you do have Hufunga in there playing a little bit more down around the line of scrimmage, or Tart, Tart's used to playing in that type of role, and you could use him down there. So probably going to have to do something along the lines of that and not really f- fill in with an extra linebacker. One thing I like about Tart that I haven't liked as much about Hufanga is when they when the cha- the safeties interchange and Jimmy Ward comes down and then the strong safety goes back and plays a little bit deep. I still trust Tart more there than I do Hufanga. Yeah. We saw Hufanga get lost on that one Thielen touchdown in the last game. Hufanga's so much better when he's near the action. He can see it in front of him and go downhill. He's he's not nearly as good in reverse from what we've seen so far this year. So if I was to choose one, I would put Hufanga at that dime linebacker spot and I would have Tart be the interchangeable safety with Ward. Right. I think uh, you know, there was one thing that you talked about earlier about, you know, the linebacker position and and you talked about Aziz and how he's good. I think he's he's good when you have Fred Warner. When you start to yeah. put a little bit more, you know, attention on him and more responsibility on him. I'm not saying he can't do it, but that would, you know, make me a little nervous. Yeah, you you wonder how much Everyone plays up because Fred Warner's there. Even if Fred Warner's not being amazing and making all these plays, is he making everyone else better? So that's a that's right. a big question, and that's something that that worries me a little bit because you don't want the Seahawks to get some confidence, and you don't want the to, the Seahawks to find their mojo against the 49ers. and that could be right. one reason they do. Um, another reason they do is is Russell Wilson. Like th- th- this is the biggest key to the game. You can't let Russell Wilson get well you know um and part of that could be attacking the linebackers in the middle of the field russ hasn't really done that he was not thrown over the middle of the field at all he's like the reverse jimmy garoppolo he's only throwing outside throwing rainbows down the field i don't know if it's because of his hand injury or what it is but russell wilson has not been himself he's been bad the 49ers cannot let russ get his mojo back so i mean that's probably the number one key to the entire game and and you don't want the Seahawks to get well against you. You don't want them to gain confidence early in the game. But it's all around Russell Wilson, right? He's, he's, he's been a magic man against the 49ers. He's been that guy in his career. You can't let him start to get that ball rolling downhill. You can't, can't let Russ cook, no. right? You know, if, that, if, that, if, that, if there is something wrong with that injury, you got to make it apparent and make him blame that finger. You know, like, I, I don't know. You know, I train athletes, right? So... A lot of times there's kids like, oh, you know, my ankle hurts. But if you watch them when they're just playing around, it's like, what what ankle injury? Like, they're perfectly fine. But then the moment <laughs> something gets tough, it's like, oh, my ankle. Like, I told you it was hurt before. So um, hopefully that's something that happens with you know, Russell Wilson where he looks, you know, I mean, he hasn't been playing well, but we don't want to give him a reason to start feeling better. Yeah, like Nick Bosa gets off of him, and then all of a sudden he walks back after third down, and uh, the punter walks off of the field, and he's kind of shaking his hand as he walks to the sideline. Like That's the thing you want to see if you're a 49ers fan in Seattle this Sunday. Uh, Any other keys to victory for you, Croc? I got a couple more. Well, I think, you know, definitely just George Kittle. 
know, there is no Debo Samuel, and I think every, the first person everybody thinks about is Ayuk. But it's like, no, George Kittle, that's one of your highest-paid players on your offense, especially your highest-paid weapon. You need to make – he he needs to have a big game. He has to pick up the slack. You know, one catch for 15 yards or 12 yards, whatever he had last game, you know, that's not going to cut it in this type of game without Debo Samuel. And maybe it's just, well, he's just not targeted as much. Whatever the case is, he 49ers need a big game from him. Whether it's running, whether it's in the run game and his blocking, or if it's downfield pass catching, big game from George Kittle. I think he's definitely one of the big keys to this victory. Huge key, massive key for the 49ers offense. George Kittle and Brandon IU. They've got a lot of slack to pick up. Um, Debo Samuel has been as productive as both of them combined this year. And that's even with a little mini breakout from Brandon Ayuk. And a lot of people have, have talked about, oh, look how much better Brandon Ayuk is playing. I'm still only, I mean, four catches, 70 yards is what he's averaging in the last four games. And that's amazing compared to his early season production. That's good. You know, if you have four catches every week, four and a half catches every week and 70 yards, you'll be a thousand yard receiver. So, that, you know, that's not bad. It's nothing to scoff at. But I want to see a game from Brandon Ayuk. I want to see a game from George Kittle, you know, 150 yards, running through guys, running around guys, making big right. plays. We've seen that from Debo every single week. We haven't seen a lot of that from, from these guys this year. So uh, that there's a ton of slack to be picked up for Debo Samuel if he's out in this game, and it's going to be a team effort, but it starts with Ayuk and Kittle for sure. Like those guys have to lead the team, and especially Kittle. He's been around. He's the leader. He's high-paid. Go do your thing. Go earn that paycheck, right? Make big, big plays. I think most 49er fans would tell you that he's okay with not getting the ball and blocking, but I don't, I don't want to hear that. Like, no, yeah, dude, go, no. go make some plays. <laughs> when there's other people making a ton of plays, you're winning football games, that's fine. But you can't come out of Seattle and, and he has two, three catches, right, and you lose. You can't happen. Cannot happen. And how about this one? You have, a, you have a Jimmy G stat, right? Let's end with this Jimmy G stat you have. Jimmy G, oh, yeah. keep it going. Stay Jimmy W, right? Uh, we dubbed him Jimmy W for all the wins. Uh, this is amazing, and I know quarterback. Or I know wins is, is not a quarterback stat, and uh, people will push back on me, and I push back on that too, but there's something to it. The Niners win with Jimmy Garoppolo for whatever reason, even if it ain't always pretty. What was the stat, Croc? So you got highest win percentage since 2017 among active quarterbacks and at number one you have Patrick Mahomes which uh, you know obviously he hit the ground running I think I believe he won that very last start his rookie year so you know that helps and then obviously after that I mean he went to you know three straight AFC championships and a Super Bowl one uh two Super Bowl two Super Bowls. all right so obviously a ton of wins he's at the top then you got Lamar Jackson a little underrated but he's definitely won a ton while playing for Baltimore then you got Tom Brady Obviously, he's done a whole lot of winning. Had like one slightly down year, and I believe 2019. But aside from that, a lot of wins. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay Super Bowl, all that good stuff. And then at four, you have Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy W. So, so the way their winning percentage goes, you got Patrick Mahomes at 78.789. Uh, uh, you have uh, Lamar Jackson 0.787. So he's right there, neck and neck with Patrick Mahomes with wins. You got Tom Brady. 0.759. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo, 0.700. And after him, you have Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think really what I, my biggest takeaway from this, and again, I think we, we will, most people will tell you it's not all Jimmy Garoppolo, but Kyle Shanahan is able to scheme things up and get Jimmy Garoppolo or put him in position to execute the way that he's capable of executing 
And that way results in wins 70% of the time. All I heard from that right there, Crocky, was that Garoppolo is better than Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to run with that. Just like how Locked On 49ers passed up Locked On Packers in the latest uh, network email (laughs) for listens for the week. I'm I'm talking to you, Peter Bukowski. Have a fun little rivalry going on with the the Locked On Packers, the two most popular NFL shows here on the network. And we go back and forth with who's number one. I don't know if Peter's going to get it back, Croc, now that we got the YouTube channel going and we get to count those as well because we were handicapped there for a while peter was rolling with his youtube channel we didn't have one so it's gonna be interesting i think i think it might be ours to stay do they is that how they do it do they count our views as listens yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah it's all counted together oh wow yeah we're gonna take off (laughs) (laughs) we are already taking off uh thank you to everybody who has subscribed already if not click the button subscribe uh thumbs up and all of that on youtube thanks everybody's listening us in their car or uh, while they're at the gym or wherever it is you listening to your audio only podcast we appreciate you we appreciate all the love we love seeing those spotify wrapped from everybody who's listening to the podcast and supporting us all year long and of course croc and i will be right back here after the game sunday doing it up you want to do another live croc Let's do it. All right. We're going to go live after week 13, 49ers, Seahawks. Do a little rapid react post game. So you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to be subscribed. You want to click that bell so you know when we go live after the game with the post game rapid react. And we're doing it up every day right here, as always. Thanks for making us your first listen on Locked On 49ers.